RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage Worlds rule set in our custom cyber fantasy setting. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to Caldonics. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena returns home to the news that Silas had showed up and tried to force his way past Pavi before disappearing into the night. The task force has a brainstorming session on how Athena can best handle the press conference the next day. Athena is briefed by Roth on content for the conference, she attempts to salvage her working relationship with Bolt, and Lepako hints at some non-regulation allegiances. She briefly meets with her grandfather Darius, who is whisked away quickly by Bolt's uncle, Zaxby Zadar. The press conference gets underway and Athena experiences middling success cut short by a giant holographic uninvited guest, Zimian Krell, announcing that the Wardens of the Cauld are here to take back their city from the toppers. Athena only has a split second to make her next move, as she sees a laser sight painted on Bolt's chest, but also one on her grandfather's. Athena, as you stand in the bright lights being projected onto you by the media and the crowd standing before you, you have a split second to act as your danger sense has kicked in, alerted you to the looming presence of ranged gunfire. You've seen one on Bolt, one on your grandfather Darius, who is the curator and one of the council members, one on Zaxby Zadar, as you notice those three, you realize there's also one painting you as well. Oh, good. Just taking them all out right now. With your split second to act, what do you do? In this split second, if there's an awning for a roof, could she wrench it down in front of her and bolt? Let's think about where we're located right now. So we're like we're right in, in the hub area yeah. right there. Uh, you're in front of the hub. So sure, I think there could definitely be an awning or benches or chairs or something. I'd like to use an adventure card. I know it's early in the episode, but sure. I would love to. Okay. It's Adrenaline Surge. Ooh, boy. I know we're not technically in combat, but I've been hanging on to this one for a while, and there's no better time, it seems. Okay, what does that do? Can you read that to us? Uh, <laughs> the text is, whoa, he went Matrix on him. God. Your hero gets an additional and immediate turn, including new movement. Okay, you'll get your danger sense action and then a full turn to do whatever you want to do. Nice. I think you could pull metal from the, like you know, it's, the wall it, it's a metal structure. Yeah. yeah. So you could pull the metal from the structure. That's perfectly fine. She wants to wrench off some of the metal from the nearby wall as a full body shield for this tall fella next to her. Bolt their snipers. I need you to glow bright. Mess up their scopes. Get the people to the hub. 
and then she's gonna teleport away with her immediate next turn. If used as a cage or barrier, the material has a toughness of 10 plus an additional point per level of matter control. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna require an action to just pull some down in front either. Cool. Make me a persuade at minus two. Minus two? Yes. Hmm, that's bad. Guess we have to Benny that already. Uh, yeah, no, this isn't happening, I guess. Okay. She tried. Your immediate next turn, which you're doing with your adrenaline surge, is to teleport? Yeah. She's and... going to teleport to her grandfather. Okay. To block him with her shield. Okay. She doesn't give a fuck about the Zaxby motherfucker. Sure, that's He's fair. too hot for anybody's own good. Okay. Then go ahead and roll your teleport. And there's no multi-action penalty because this is effectively a separate turn. A success. <laughs> a success. Could she utilize her free running skill, her edge, to use bolt to get up on the podium, up on the barrier, and then just kind of leap as she teleports? Because I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's perfectly fine. That doesn't they, take they won't answer. expect her to go over it, I don't think. Probably not. Well, Darius has failed his danger sense roll. Okay, Athena, you you peel a sheet of metal from the sheer wall of the spire behind you slam it down into the ground in front of Bolt, issue your quick commands in the split second before all this kicks off. You jump up onto the podium, leap into the air, and become energy itself, blasting towards your grandfather at the back of the crowd. And with uh, just a regular success, that's the equivalent of 12 inches, which is like 60 feet. So I think that's fine. I think you can reach him with that. Nice. When you reform right next to him with your shield and hand raised over him, that's when all the shots ring out. So let's roll some shots. Well, the one that was aiming at you has missed. Good. Whew. Oof, okay. Does your shield have a toughness associated with it? I, d I don't have a toughness written down, but it's plus three parry minus four cover because it's the tower shield. She's using both bracers. All right, so I have rolled... A 5, a 6, and a 14 on oh. these shooting rolls. Oh my gosh, are those individual shots? These are individual shots. Fuck. Each of these, well, each, every one of these is a shot against somebody different. So one, gotcha. of them, one of them's Bolt, one of them's Zaxby, and one of them's Darius. Right. I think the highest one is going to Darius. For dramatic purposes. Right. Athena is directly in front of him, though. And here's how that works. I'm glad you bring that up. So shooting through objects is possible. And the way that works is when damage is applied, the hardness or the toughness of the object is directly subtracted from the damage that's dealt. What I'll tell you is that all three of these, because they're sniper shots, were being aimed. Aim is a maneuver you can take. You spend a full turn aiming and then you can either get plus two to your shooting roll, or you can ignore up to four points of penalties, which could come from range, cover, things like that. Gotcha. One is going to hit Zaxby with no raise. That's okay. Uh, one is going to hit Bolt. Your cover effectively canceled out the bonus. I'm just giving them a plus four on that, uh, negating their minus four to penalties, and that's still just a standard hit. The 14 is going towards Darius, right through Athena, it would seem. <laughs> the, which is ignoring the four points of cover that your shield is giving him. But that one is going to be a success with a raise. Now the benefit there being that your shield is reducing the damage that the bullet is dealing. That's good. So, okay, let's deal some damage. You ready? Mm-hmm. 
Oh god. So we're gonna resolve these one by one. All these shots aren't simultaneous, but they happen so close together that it's difficult to tell. So it's just a series of these thunderous sonic booms that sound like they're very far away. And then you can just feel the air as these bullets are whizzing by, sounding like bees almost, bugs flying past your head, but carrying air with them as they go. It's got to be especially weird because of how fucked up sound even carries down here. Yeah, very true. Zaxby is a wild card. You would, of course, want to soak this. I should do some soak rolls. Okay. I'm assuming Bolt would also be soaking. Ah, yeah. Why wouldn't he? Actually, I don't know that he needs to. Okay, well, I guess I don't even need to roll for that, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, the only one who took damage was uh, Zaxby, and he succeeded on his soak roll. Does it tear through his stupid, beautiful scarf? Yeah. His shoulder cloak? I think so. Okay, Athena, you coalesce in front of your grandfather, bringing both of your bracers together in a tower shield mm -hmm. and just covering both of you as best you can. You get a very quick glimpse of a surprised Zaxby, wide-eyed, looking at you as you appear before the shield separates both of you. And, <laughs> yeah, <well. laughs> and your grandfather behind you lets out a very brief exclamation before all these shots ring out. And you can see Zaxby hunched over, doubled over in front of you right after the shots. You feel the impact on your shield, and you do note that it tears a hole directly into your shield. It bores a hole right through it. It's never happened. And there, Yeah, that's never happened to you before. And um, the bullet ricochets and flies into the ground right next to both of your feet. So it does manage to turn it aside, and with a quick glance over, you can see the metal barrier you threw up in front of Bolt also has a large gaping hole in front of it, but you can still see Bolt very clearly just looking around, confused, yes. probably looking to see where you went or uh, what is going on. And that's going to be the end of your action. Yep. So let's deal some cards. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Athena, 10 of diamonds, Darius, 9 of hearts, Bolt, Jack of diamonds, Zaxby, 8 of spades, Goons, 3 of clubs. I'm going to Benny that. Mm. 4 of spades. Dare you Benny again? No, it's my only GM Benny, so. No! Damn. Okay. Okay, up first is Bolt. So right after all this happens, the crowd had been murmuring and you know, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, rhubarb, rhubarb, while Krell was addressing everyone. As soon as the shots ring out and it's clear what is happening, everyone erupts into screams and shrieks and immediately begins to disperse and scatter in every direction. The shots ring out in your ears, echoing strangely in the cavern under the mountain. Bolt, having just watched you teleport away and hearing the gunfire and seeing that some of it is actually being aimed at him, does follow your instruction and begins to glow bright as a sun. It starts in the center and ripples outward and he follows your lead, steps up onto the podium. Let me make a notice for him. He's looking around wildly, his medium-length golden hair being tousled along his shoulders, and then he bends down and basically launches himself from the podium into the air with one of his trademark yells. It looks like a normal jump, but then he doesn't fall, and then he keeps 
going. What? So yeah, he springs down into ready position and jumps and is just flying in a straight line. Looks like to the southwest. Oh, damn. Like, He's flying straight at a sniper? Could be. Oh, God. <laughs> so yeah, he just turns into this golden comet just going, ah! as he flies away into the darkness, which is now becoming less and less dark the closer he gets. Next up is you, Athena. Ten what? of diamonds. What would you like to do? Your grandfather is still looking around wildly, but now there's clarity in his eyes and he seems to understand what is happening. Athena drops the shield just a little bit so she can see Zaxby and grabs his stupid cloak and says, get him inside. So you're trying to command him to do this? Yeah. I think it would either be a persuade or intimidate. So yeah, if you're trying to do it through force or command, then I think we're talking intimidation. Probably roll that one then. Okay. I guess this would be an opposed test of will. So, okay, go ahead and roll your... Five? Blew up. Shit. Twelve. Not bettying that. Twelve, yeah. So, I think you're shouting at Zaxby, and it maybe isn't so much fear in his eyes as just abject shock at what is happening, but you're shouting at him, and he blinks for a moment, and then his eyes harden a little bit. That's what Athena's gonna do. She's just guarding this turn. So still covering Darius with shield? Okay. She's covering him till he's out of here. Gotcha. And if Zaxby doesn't do it, she'll do it her fucking self. Okay. Next up is Roth. Nice. So you've been focused on your grandfather, and I mean, everything is just a blur. There's so much happening. Movement everywhere. Everybody's running pell-mell in every direction at this point. Roth lets out this gravelly roar that cuts through the din of everything else happening, runs forward, and slams his claws into the ground. Uh, The stone of the walkway ripples like a wave and then rises up in a curved half-crescent dome from the ground to form a shell over the majority of the crowd. Dope. That is like right in front of the podium. She was thinking about trying something like that, but now she doesn't have to. After he does that, he turns and starts yelling at the top of his lungs in in basically every direction, pointing in the same general direction that Bolt just flew off. The ruse! Get him on the ruse! She will. Next turn. Next up is Darius. Darius puts a hand on your shoulder and squeezes as he begins to take steps back away from you, and he says, I'll be fine. Get everyone else out of here. Hmm. As he begins taking those steps, you can feel your circlet heat up against your skin. Hmm. What are we just trying to do? And yep, he begins to move away from you. Okay. Well, I can't do looks, nothing about you know, that. He's beginning to break away. And next up is Zaxby, who will Ooh, have to use a second Benny. Okay, he succeeds that time. Lucky for him, he has no more Bennies. Oh, he's a wild card then. Oh, yeah, shocker, right? <laughs> Zaxby looks at you with that same set look. He waves his hand. The golden moat appears on the ground between you, and he's hunched down right now, and he says, It seems like he can take care of himself. I don't see him anywhere. Gives you a small sideways smile as he jumps into the hole, like a manhole cover. What a piece of shit. And then it disappears a moment later. Athena just spits out, Son of a bitch! We'll remove Zaxby from the turn order. Bye, nerd. And last up are snipers. Mm. Let's do four shots this time. Oh, bad. That's three ones and an eight. Now, may I remind you... Oh, yeah, okay. 
one of the things I picked up with the purple is Jinx. Mm -hmm. So what happens to all these ones you've just rolled? Uh, any foe making a direct action against your character, whether an attack, test, or other action, suffers a mishap if the skill die is a natural one. Uh, if that occurs, the foe's weapon malfunctions, they slip and fall, a supervillain's power fails, and so on. So it's probably only one of the ones, I would assume. Yeah, these are four separate shots that are being fired. I rolled three ones and an eight out of those four dice. Maybe you get a variant of your danger sense. You get that same cold trickle that begins to slide down your neck. And it usually builds up to a boiling point when you feel like something's about to happen. And then it just dissipates. Mm hmm. Do her eyes get a little purple on the edges? Let's say yes. Just like a quick little flash. Yeah, just a little. Edges. That sounds good. Let's have that. Let's let's have that. One of the bullets ricochets off the ground right where Zaxby just disappeared seconds ago. Eight is a hit with a raise now. It's a twenty-three against Bolt. Oh my God, soak. Yeah. Oh my God. I guess so, huh? Bolt. All right. That is an 11 for That's his. Good. Yeah, let's see here. So Bolt currently has an effective toughness of 12, including his armor. However, sniper rifles have AP 4, which ignores four points of armor. Right. So eight toughness here would be uh, three wounds, and he has managed to roll an 11, which would soak two of those three wounds. That's pretty good. I feel like that's good enough for now. Okay. As you hear and see Bolt continue rocketing in a straight direction to the southeast, screaming, the second round of shots ring out, and there's a fluctuation in his his scream. So maybe it goes something like, and this is super magnified, so very easy to, to hear. Well, at least we might get reinforcements soon if everybody keeps yelling real loud. Yeah, maybe. Next round. Athena, 10 of clubs. Darius, two of hearts, Roth, jack of spades, bolt, king of hearts, goons, seven of clubs. So bolt will go first. I think one more full movement is going to get him there. Oh boy. Big, big, big. So off in the distance, there is, it's like watching a missile land. Like, you watch the missile fly out, and then when it reaches its destination, it just explodes. Yeah. It's it's kind of like watching that. <laughs> you watch him rocket off into the distance towards this relatively short building. You know, as far as Caldonix is concerned, it's closer to the center, and they typically get bigger the further from the center of the city they go. Mm -hmm. And it's coming from the Alara Corp section. But he hits the top of this building, and there's just an eruption of light and sound that if anyone is looking at that, blinds them for just a moment, deafening. And that will be Bolt's turn. It's a good turn, sounds No way like. to tell what else is happening, so. Yeah. Roth is going to begin directing all regulators in the area to assist with evacuating civilians and things like that, so that's what he spends his turn doing. It's a good thing Pavi and Rosier are in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. And Athena, it's your turn. Oh boy. Athena needs to go and deal with some snipers but she doesn't know where they are. You could spend some time trying to figure that out. Can I multi-action? Yeah. And do a notice for snipers and then possibly a teleport on top of my regular movement? Sure. Okay, then I'll do that. All right. Notice blowing up. 
11 for notice. Very nice. So obviously Bolt was flying at one spot just to the southeast. From what you can tell, let's say from the angle of fire and where you were being shot at, it's probably coming from even further to the west because there's not a lot in the way of like buildings on the east side Mm -hmm. from where you are. You believe you can discern where at least one of the shooters is probably hunkered down. She will go to there as quickly as she can. Okay. I'll say you can make it there in one teleport if you get a raise. If you don't get a raise, you're not going to be able to make it there in one turn. A regular success on teleport is 12 inches, which is 60 feet. If you get a raise, it's double that. So it'd be 120 feet. Almost half a a football field. All right, let's see. Gonna roll a teleport. These ranges are a little loosey-goosey, but, you know. Got a seven. That's not quite far enough. And minus two for your multi-action. Multi-action, yes, that's a five. You want betting it? I might need that to soak. That's true. So I'll stay. She knows that Zaxby's gone. She's pretty sure her grandfather fucked off somewhere. So she's going to start tearing towards the building where she assumes there will be snipers. So she starts running and charging up and getting brighter and brighter and crackling into a zigzag lightning towards it, but doesn't quite get there. Very cool. But so quick. Zap. Zap. That's your turn. You are even suspended over the water right now. So there is a wide channel of water that encircles the spire on the ground level. You've teleported halfway there and you're directly above the water. And mid-teleport, you begin to lose your velocity and start to fall down towards the water just in midair. That's not great. (laughs) Her eyes get a little wide, like she thought she was going to go further. Sure. Next up are the shooters. Down to two shots. All right. That is not... That is good enough. Okay. So again, you hear the report of gunfire in the distance, and Bolt continues shouting, but there's not an additional fluctuation in the sound. Oh, good. As you come out of your teleport in midair, uh-huh. you're, face, you're still facing uh, your destination and where you believe the gunfire to be coming from. As you coalesce in midair and begin to slowly drift back to the ground, you can see very clearly that there is a crouched form on the nearest rooftop aiming a rifle directly at you. Oh, shit. And that's when they fire again, as soon as you come out of your energy form. Okay, so that's a success on the on the shot. Got a, a five, and you are now within short range, and you have no modifiers because you're literally just hanging in empty air. Yeah. So. I do have my shield up, but that doesn't matter, probably. Um. I mean, my shield is out. <laughs> it's probably not up. Fuck that. <laughs> that's dumb. Um, no, I mean, if you're holding your shield, you're, you know. If you're but she is int- plummeting towards water now. Are you shielding yourself from the water then? No. <laughs> All right, well, let's see here. I mean, you had your shield up, so... That's up I, to you. I, yeah, I mean, I'd, I don't want to invalidate your equipment. Like, if you had your shield out and you were running with your shield and you're no longer teleporting, you're still holding your shield and you're facing the direction the bolt is coming from, so I feel like it's reasonable to say that it would interpose itself between you and them. Well, all right. So, I won't say no. Yeah, so the shot ricochets off your shield, jostles you in the air. Maybe it sends you in a barrel roll midair. It's, it makes you start to spiral. She's a little dizzy, a little worried. All right, Darius continues doing his thing. All right, well, you've teleported away. I'm just going to remove Roth from the turn order. I'm probably just going to remove everybody except for you and this last shooter because I think that's all that's going to matter for the rest of this gotcha. based on what you've done. Athena, five of clubs, sniper, 
queen of clubs. Mm. Yes, I got another shot. Oh, God. Literally. <laughs> oh, it's a six. It's not good enough. I needed an eight. Don't you have a Benny? I don't. I spent my GM Benny, and they're not wild cards, so oh. they don't get Bennies. Oh. I will roll this to see if Bolt gets shot again. He does not. But you don't know that. You just hear gunfire. Yeah. Okay. Well, one more time, they shoot. The bullet pings off the shield again, and you are continuing to spiral through the air as you plummet to the water below. It is now your turn, Athena. What would you like to do? She would like to close her eyes real tight and teleport directly up so she can wingsuit onto the roof with the rest of her movement. Okay. All right. That's pretty cool, right? That's pretty cool. I like that you can have a Benny for that. That's pretty cool. Thank you. I might need it. Maybe. Okay. Well, go ahead and roll. Eight. Eight is a success with the raise, so you don't even need to do that. You can teleport, or you can teleport super high and then... Yeah, I'll teleport up. I think she just punches the wing release Mm -hmm. on her suit and wants to just crash into them with her movement. Give me a piloting roll. And I'm going to say the piloting roll is going to be at minus two just because of how haphazard this has come together. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, it's a crit fail. Oh, no. Oh. God damn it. Okay. I think what that means is you teleport again and the sniper is continuing to readjust their gun to aim at you. And you pop out of your energy form, throw your wings wide, and begin to shoot like a bullet directly towards them. And you pick up speed a lot faster than you expected to. So it's very perilous to try to stop in this way. Uh And in the process of trying to cannonball into them to hit them with your body, they're able to just sidestep basically and dodge this entirely so you basically just eat shit into the building do i take damage i think you do take yeah. da- i think you uh, definitely take fair. damage what should damage how much damage <laughs> <are we gonna laughs> <get>? <laughs> uh, this is gonna be a, a form of falling damage okay falling damage is 1d6 plus one per four yards oh that's so much math um let's see you went up by 120 feet I don't think that you were that high when you hit them, though. And you're not falling straight down. So I'm going to say this is this is going to be 3d6 plus 3 damage. Okay. Just fuck me up. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Let's do it. You ready? Yeah. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I oh, rolled, my God. I rolled all ones. One, one, and one. Plus wow. three is six. It's all coming up Athena, baby. Jesus. I don't even have my GM bit because no. I already spin it. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Ah, oh, hubris. All right. Well, Dice want to tell the story. So my toughness, would that, that would be melee. That was a parry against the ground. No, what no, would that you, be? You just take the damage. Okay. So it's against your toughness, which does include your armor. Your armor so cushions you. That's six. Six damage. Doesn't even meet. Yeah. Maybe she tumbles, but she rolls out of it very competently because she's landed very poorly before as well. There you go. You eat shit and you tumble end over end, but you manage to come out onto your feet at the opposite end of the rooftop before you slide off. Maybe you slide into a raised lip of the building and come to a halt, and that's part of the damage. You just go. All right. Next round. Athena. This fool better not no scope me. Two of diamonds. Oh no. Nine of diamonds. Let him shoot at me. I think they're shot. I only say him because the mini is a guy. And <laughs> it always confuses me, even if That's fair. I don't know what gender they are. I don't know what their deal is. So the person in front of you right now, they're clad in armor, they've got a helmet that completely covers their features. This looks like 
armor that someone either cobbled together themselves. It doesn't look like professional armor. Like you've worked with mercenaries, you a lot of mercenaries. You've seen this. It doesn't look new, but it also doesn't look professionally maintained. Like there's strange color patterns on it. Like maybe they sew a patch into it or something like that. It's personalized, huh. right? Right. Still mostly dark tones, but I think uh, some multicolored trim here and there. They swivel on you with their rifle. And yeah, I think they're just going to take a knee and try to take one more shot at you as you're still up against the wall. Yeah, makes sense. And I'm going to rule that you do not have your shield for this one. Oh, absolutely after, not. After that, that tumbled away yeah, long that, ago. <laughs> that tumble. As part of your crit fail, you definitely yeah. lost your shield. Come on. Oh, it's a four. That's exactly what it needed. Yeah. So that's a hit. All right, let's see. Will Athena survive? Ten damage overall. Armor piercing is four. What is your toughness without the two armor? My base is four. Okay, so ten is six more than that. So it's a success with one raise, which means it's a wound. So you will take one wound from this. That's all. Would you like to soak? No. Okay. Mark down one wound. Could I have some gritty damage? Oh, yeah! Could you grit, grit right, me you know, with some damage? All right, you're taking the wound, but I'm going to give you a Benny because you reminded me about gritty damage and you're leaning into it, and I appreciate that. Just fuck her up. She's got to learn that her reckless behaviors aren't good for her. I, I have been trying. <laughs> I've been trying so hard. But she just loves being beat up. Yeah. She loves a masochism. <laughs> Does she feel like she deserves it? Maybe. Maybe. Tune in next week. Find out. All right. Well, you would you like to roll 2d6? Mm-hmm. This wound will last until you heal the wound. Okay. 2d6 added together? Yep. Eight. Roll me 1d6. Three. <laughs> your guts are battered. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, your vigor dies reduced a die type. Minimum is a D4. Well. I feel like we've gotten that before, haven't we? I think that was for Pavi. Was it for Pavi? Yeah, okay. when she got crunched and almost died. All right. I'm going to say that it's just going to increase by negative one for now. For, so for effect. Vigor so vigor minus two, Vigor minus two, yeah. That sounds great. This is boring if nothing happens, you know? All right, so yes, you are battered by this injury. So I think what that means is they level the rifle at you and they shoot you in the center mass and it penetrates your armor and just maybe it cracks against one of your ribs as well Mm. on the way through. So it penetrates and breaks something in there. Does it go through the whole way or is it stuck? I don't think you have the medical knowledge to know that. She's not a doctor. A doctor, honey. But it is now your turn, Athena. Oh, wonderful. What she's going to do is just charge directly at this fucker and grab their shoulders and cast an upcast bolt for damage to incapacitate, not to kill. Okay. That's what she's doing. Okay. Nine. That's a success so that, raise. Is that 4d6? Uh-huh. Yep, you get, and uh, costs you one less because of your channeling. Uh, 30 damage. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, boy. 30 total damage to incapacitate. I I don't see any reason you can't do that non-lethally, aside from how much fucking damage you just did. Oh, I apologize. That would have been an 8 to cast. Still a success with grace. I want to be honest. I forgot about my wound already. Ooh. Well, in here it says non-lethal damage requires the attacker use only your fists or a blunt weapon of some sort. Oh, really? Yeah. 
All right, well, that's my fault for not looking that up beforehand, so I'm going to let that slide for now. Let's say for moving forward, if you want to non-lethal your spellcasting abilities, it's going to be an upcast. Okay. Like, it's going to cost you extra power points. So let's say two... I mean, I could just dunk myself those right now. Yeah, let's just say two extra power points. It, it costs two extra power points to upcast a bolt to deal more damage, and let's say for moving forward, it costs two to make it non-lethal as well. Okay. And I think that's a fair balance because your essence is inherently more powerful than a lot of stuff out there just because of how you've invested into it and it's very versatile so i think part of the balance to that is that it can't be a complete swiss army knife so that's fair all right so what does this look like she's clutching her stomach because she knows something's pretty bad there right now but she doesn't want to give herself time to think about it because then it'll just feel worse she just gets out of her crouch and runs directly at them do you know how hard it is to give a speech? <laughs> Could she just punch them with electricity? Yeah, I don't as, see why as not. As the delivery method, she just doesn't want to miss. Sure, I think that's fine. You know, yeah, I think she just purposes. tries to punch them right in the throat. Your fist connects, and it, I mean, you swing your fist, and you're not super strong or anything. So by all accounts, it I'm average strong wouldn't hurt that much. But the lightning crackles around your fist as it connects. And they immediately begin to seize and are electrocuted with the force of the blow before slumping down to their knees and then falling idly to their side in a steaming pile beneath you. And uh, let's call combat there. Well done. Thank you. Can she recall her bracers? I'm going to roll this d6. Mm-hmm. Odds, it's going to have tumbled off the roof. Evens, it'll be scattered on the roof. Oh. Five, so it is. it is not immediately within sight. Okay. I, I'm not going to turn this into an extended thing. That was just for <laughs> Well, she was. She drama. needs to teleport down to the ground anyway. So I think with minimal searching, you can... And I mean, you have your shape metal, so you can feel yeah. metal anyway. So you can easily find it, but yet yeah, did spiral off of the roof. I should have figured that out after you crit failed, but... Uh, she wants to pick this person up on her shoulder. Just get him right up there mm-hmm. and teleport to the ground. Okay, go ahead and roll your teleport. It does cost extra to have ride along, so it's it gonna. Does. Don't forget your minus one. That's a thirteen. Yep. Well, if, I guess if you have to teleport to the ground there, you can't teleport the whole way back no. unless you're leaving. She's your gonna bracer. walk. Okay. You're gonna carry this person. Yeah. Well, you can teleport to the ground, no problem. You gather your shield up, turn back into your bracers and you have this person slung over you. They are in armor. You have a D4 strength, or do you have a D6? You have a D6? Okay. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah, I'm not going to ask you to make any significant rolls. She does some push-ups. She does those tricep dips. Yeah. So uh, you have a slightly reduced pace because of your wound, but you can begin making your way back to that central area. And I think as this is happening, we just get a nice panoramic shot of several blocks away, the other building that Bolt had flown into, um, the top of it is still glowing and radiating outward with this golden corona of energy. There were a couple of muzzle flashes from rifles and such, but then they're quickly gone. She tries to wave her hand to see if he would notice. She knows it's a stretch, but she does it anyway. I'll actually roll it. This is going to be at a severe penalty. Minus 10. I was going to say minus 6. Uh, he blew up a 4 do a three uh seven not good enough so no she abandons this quickly but she had to try sure it'll take you several minutes of hobbling with this person until you get back to the area and when you do get there most of the citizens are huddled around one another sheltering beneath the stone barrier that roth had erected 
Donovan, Reno, and Phil can be seen interviewing other survivors while Slugstone is deep in conversation with a regulator, notepad in hand. Roja is moving through the crowd in a business-like manner, performing what look like quick examinations, and Pavi is moving with her to assist. Faintly on the air is the scent of gunpowder. The general feel is shock and panic, I think. Anxious. Yeah, anxious. You do note that Krell's head has been talking or saying things through all of this. As you're walking back, now that things have quieted down a bit, you can hear Krell's voice still echoing from by the podium where you had been, very loud and amplified. Are your eyes open? Is the Oculus watching? Where is he now? Hard to see anything with your head in the sand. Consider this an example. We are the Wardens of the Cald. And this will not be the final word. It might be, because she wants to try and shoot down that drone. Okay. Can I roll a bolt at it? Yeah, go ahead. Think, yeah, by the time you're hearing all this, you're back and you, you it's still in the same spot. It's floating up in the air. She just looks at the face real sour, shoots a finger gun off into the air where she thinks she sees a blinky drone. Maybe it's you... just a really buff moth. <laughs> God, maybe. That's a, no, I need to Benny that. I got a wound. Well, you're, I mean, you're not in a combat situation, so you don't need to Benny. Oh, you that's can just, true. You, you lose the power point, I but you can roll again. lose it. Better. 16. Roll damage. 3d6. 18. Oh, yeah. What does it look like when you blast this thing out of the sky? It's even hard to see the bolt that she fires from her finger until it makes contact and it bleeds over it in this purple, crackly wave and just goes... Very nice. Yeah, just a small explosion. Probably just some bits rain down, but not like the whole, like it just pops. Yeah. So the damage on the ground is minimal. Yeah, scattered around places. You see some of those bits raining down on the stone shell, just making little tinkling noises. And a bunch of the people in the crowd, you know, are ducking their heads shocked again as there's another small eruption high above them. There's a lot of scared faces, a lot of questioning looks as people look around, but the gunfire has stopped and has been stopped for at least a minute or two now. So Athena, as you make your way back to this gathering area, Roth is still standing, pointing, barking orders. Regulators are following his directions. The crowd is staying put exactly where it is. You can see Bolt still glowing on the rooftop a little bit away. Javi and Roja, they are with the others in the central shell area. Athena tries to make eye contact with them and just gives them a, a nod and a thumbs up like it's all good. But she is holding a person and her stomach. They give you a thumbs up until they realize that you have indeed been shot. They both rush over to you. Pavi moves to help you with the guy that you're carrying. Roja immediately begins prodding at your armor, trying to get a better look at what happened. Ow. Yes, I know. She continues doing what she's doing. Pavi said, huh. He cut him. One of them. I think Bold exploded the rest. Duh. Yeah, maybe. She looks around, concerned. <clears throat> Would you like to make a healing roll for Roja? Her psyology is a d8. She gets her d6. Three. Does Failure. she have a Benny? She's a wild card, so yeah. Seven. Seven is a success. She just dig the slug out. She puts her fingers on your stun, and she's sort of feeling around, almost like 
ever had like an abdominal exam when yes. you go to the doctor and they're just pushing in? It's like that. So it's definitely not comfortable at first when she sees the expression of discomfort on your face. Just bite onto something if it hurts. Bite on a what? Don't worry. <laughs> Never mind. She just brings up her own arm just in case. She pulls a long needle-like item from beneath her tongue, zeroes in on a spot in your abdomen, and then jams it in. Ew. Kind of like acupuncture. It stings at first, and then there's the quick, mm. soothing warmth as the pain begins to recede. You can heal your wound. Nice. She starts rubbing around, feeling the hole in her armor. <laughs> Rex is going to be even more angry now. <laughs> Poppy shakes her head as she's dragging she's dragging this person by their arms, you know, like a basically like they're a corpse, but pulling them closer to Roth. Right. And she looks back and she says, I think you'll just be happy that you're alive. You say that, but his assistant seemed real squirrely earlier, and she's already feeling better and starts walking over with Roja. Squirrely early. <laughs> yeah, there's a moment where walking is still painful with the, the hunched posture as you feel like one of your left ribs uh, was cracked or something and then it's almost like snapping a finger back into place or something oh. and it just, the pain goes away and you're oh, able damn, to straighten nice. up and, yeah. She stretches out a little bit. Uh, Rosia gives you a pat on the back and then immediately goes back to the crowd and begins surveying people to make sure no one else is hurt. Nice. Pavi finishes dragging the one person into the center of the area where Roth is, and he turns to both of you and looks down at the unconscious form, and then back to you. Did you find all of them? Only this one, but I think from the lack of guns and the fact that Bolt's still glowing over there, I think he got the rest. Hmm. He looks off in the distance, brow ridges furrowing. All right, you leave this one with me. And he starts to crane his neck and look around the area. Where'd Darius go? God, I'd love to find out. You go find him. And she leaves. As you begin to walk away, he puts a hand out and grabs your shoulder and exerts, like, a lot of force. She's not a very sturdy woman, so she probably is, like, trying to take a step and she's held exactly in place. He turns you back and he says, Find Silas while you're at it. High on my to-do list today, anyway. His claws dig in just a little bit, not painfully into your shoulder, but you can hear the armor creak, and he says, Bring him to me. And he's okay. got a little fire, not literal fire in his eyes, but he is fuming. And then he tells you Silas's address. Nice. Uh, is it in the bubble? It is in the bubble. I knew it! Yeah, it is apparently in the bubble. Well, she can do double duty then if she gotta take her grandpa home. She could find him. If you can find him, yeah. How are you going to go about finding your grandfather? That's a good question. She wants to go to where he was, like where they were, and kind of look around for footsteps in the direction that he was heading when he fucked off. You're standing on solid stone. Oh, it is stone here. So there's not a lot of like... I couldn't remember if it was dirt or stone, but yeah. it is right in I front of I mean, there the might hub. be some dust, so I'd let you make a survival roll to try to track him that way. I'm trained, you say? But yeah, that, it would be very difficult to do it. Go ahead and make me a... You're not in like a time-sensitive thing this second, so there's no reason you can't. If that's Athena's first instinct. Yeah, that would have been, but... That's a that's a no-go. So you go back to where he was standing with Saxby and you look around at the ground by you. There is some dust, but it's kicked up in the direction that you know he left in. It looks like he probably started to go, like, northwest. Okay. There, that was the direction that you initially believe he left in, but you don't have anything to back that up. Well, it would be silly not to just check his house. 
Because if he's going northwest, that's kind of bubbly looking. Or maybe he's going to the council chambers, which are also in that direction if he was going into the spire. When she was watching him leave, did it seem like he was heading towards the spire or one of the side streets? That would be determined by your failed survival role. Gotcha. You know that he headed in a northeastern direction, or I'm sorry, northwestern direction, but there's no clear trajectory from what you've been able to discern with looking at the ground. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to go to the bubble okay. straight away. She hustles back down to her bike and grabs that real quick okay. to drop it off at the bubble entrance way. Sure. I assume there's a little garage. Yeah, I think there can be public parking somewhere. That's not a problem. So yeah, you hustle down to the, the ground level underneath the spire where regular vehicles are stored. You hop on your bike and you're able to take to the sky and head north to the bubble, which is the underwater community that is generally considered to be more affluent and swanky swanky, ritzy just nicer and is where your grandparents live and apparently also where silas lives checks out yeah i think she'll just start hustling down the stairs okay because she doesn't want to be in an elevator right now that could be flooded with water or dropped that's very true oh it's so stressful so as you begin descending the stairs into the bubble the enormous glass walls that surround every corridor and nook and cranny of the exterior allow you to see into the dark water. And there's a lot of aquatic life that swims by, much of it bioluminescent, so in its own way, even mirrors the ceiling of the cavern. You know, you still have these glowing shapes flitting in and out of the darkness. The bubble is the most well-to-do area of Caldonix. Oh my. It exists as sort of a micro-community. It's got a lot of higher-end shops and entertainment that make up a large portion of the space down here. And then there's a select amount of housing available to those that can afford it or maybe have the connections to get it. Mm -hmm. A number of fine scents are cycled through the vents on rotation, ensuring that each breath is a fresh experience. And the general mood of citizens in the bubble is more upbeat in your experience. People you pass while you're down here exist in their own pocket of happiness or maybe delusion. The air is fresh, fresher than it should be. You head down the stairs and you enter into the main causeway, the main street of the bubble where there are a lot of shops and things like that. The craziness from the city proper does not seem to have extended down here, at least not at this point. People are still just going about their business, chit-chatting. People have shopping bags on their arms as they walk through the streets. You fancy fuckos. Murmuring chatter. There's some light classical music that is playing over a speaker no matter where you go. Hmm. Elevator music. Very pleasant and just low-key. She didn't take time to get into street clothes because she's still very concerned she's going to be shot at again. That's fair. So she's still walking around with a bullet hole in her stomach. And well, in the stomach of her armor. Sure. There, and it's stained red with blood because yeah. you were, in fact, shot. Yeah, she super was. Yeah. But she, uh, she's on duty, so she doesn't really give a fuck. You know what's fun? Hmm. You would be able to tell if you had a bullet inside you. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Return <Duh>. fire. <laughs> oh, my God. That would hurt so bad. Yep. Sure but as a would. last resort. Yeah. That would be interesting. <laughs> Improvised weapon? Yeah. All right, well, you are in the bubble. What is your next step? Grandparents' house. Got to figure out if he's home. What can you tell me about your grandparents' house? You haven't been there before in the show. 
it's up against one of the edges of the bubble, so you get the big glass window looking out into the mm -hmm. ocean. Maybe Seems it's not great for safety, but I'm sure there are protocols in place. She used to like going there when they went there very rarely. Mm -hmm. So it's like going to the aquarium. Your grandparents' home is a very nice-looking row house. The exterior is fine brickwork that appears to be weathered. Hmm. Maybe it was salvaged from the surface and shipped here, or else designed with that specific aesthetic in mind. <laughs> like distressed jeans. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> a number of ornamental vines crawl around the outside, and arrangements of bioluminescent vegetation and mushrooms dot the yard. An archway of those same mushrooms marks the entryway, a little path that leads up to the front door. And just like most places in the bubble, the water on the exterior of the structure isn't far from view. You know, if you look up or around in any direction. You ring the doorbell or the buzzer. The door in front of you is wood because Ugh. wood is fancy and hard to, get. hard to get. And it's intricately carved a lot of patterns. There's a pause. You ring the doorbell and a full minute goes by and nobody comes to answer the door. Hmm. She starts tapping her foot, getting increasingly more worried. So you're going to keep waiting? Yeah. Okay. She starts ringing it again, again and again. Again and again. That'll speed things up, <laughs> and then you you can eventually hear somebody on the other side. She's got her ear on the door, but it is solid wood, so... It's got a little peephole there. You can hear some rattling behind the door before it's open, just a crack, and you can see your grandmother, Cressida, is peeking through a crack there. And she is also Vel. Her hair is still predominantly jet black, just like yours, just like your grandfather's, just like your father's genetic hair, you know. Okay. But that, That's how it works, right? <laughs> but there is some gray mixed in there. You get a lot of your features from Cressida. She's got a long face just like you. Her eyes are blue cat slits. She's got some deep lines under her eyes and at the edge of her mouth. Maybe smile lines. Maybe frown lines. Maybe frown lines, yeah. And an ornamental blue tattoo that matches the color of her eyes uh, wrapped around her throat. She's wearing a dress, you know, relatively muted. She's got a little shawl that goes over her shoulders, dangly blue earrings. And she sees you and blinks in surprise, and she says, Deidre. Yeah, um, uh, is Grandfather home? No, dear, he was at the... The, what is it? Oh, the, the press, um, the meeting, you know, that one. Mm -hmm. Can I come, can I come in? Uh, of course, you, you look a mess. I am a mess. And she opens the door to allow you inside. She enters. And it's, it's dim in here. It's a modest home, maybe, but the nice things inside help you see, like, just how well off they are. Still lots of wood, darker tones fine seating. There's a bar in one room, maybe, oh laden with many types of bottles. The air smells of an exotic incense imported from the surface. What sort of incense do you think they like? Hmm. What if it's something just really simple, like lemongrass, that they don't, mm. they can't, like, grow down here, but it's fresh? I like that. So Always yeah, smells kind of clean. Lemongrass incense making it smell fresh. And the air itself is warm, maybe even a bit stuffy. 
And probably the thing that sticks out the most that would mark them as exceptionally wealthy for being here is that they have functioning electricity. What? Yeah, so I think they have maybe a personal hookup to a mainframe. She has monitors around just inside. Most of them appear to be playing Novi Now or Hmm. maybe even something ported like a soap opera from the surface or something like that. There's just a sitting chair where she'd, with a a glass of wine, maybe a small plate of crackers or something (laughs) like that where she'd been watching, starts to uh, walk further in and she says, I was just sitting down for a bit of a snack. Do you want anything, dear? Uh, whatever is easy. Yep. Of course. I, I'll I'll have cracker time. Yeah. Are you quite all right? And she's walking to the kitchen and gathering things as this conversation continues. She follows her, mm-hmm. and she says, uh, "I don't I want don't want to cause any alarm, but there were um several assassination attempts earlier, and everybody's okay, but they did shoot at." me and grandfather and he disappeared and I don't know where he is. I need to find him to make sure he's okay because they shot a hole through my shield. That's never happened before. She stops what she's doing. Like she's, you know, gets a plate out, gets some crackers. She's shaking things out onto that. As soon as you bring up assassination attempt, she stops what she's doing and turns back to you. And her eyes are certainly wide with shock and her mouth is a little open as she listens to you. And she gets one of those far away looks like she's thinking very hard, listens to you, and then gets a better look at you and realizes that, you know, you have a hole in your it's bloody. armor and it's bloody. And she takes quick steps back over to you and says, Teacher, you've been shot. I, I, I was shot, was shot, no longer shot. And she I'm fine. swallows and licks her lips and puts a hand on it, you know, just examining to make sure it's, it doesn't flinch away from the fact that it is bloody, you know, gets right. gets blood on her hand in the process, but okay. does that and then looks up to you and puts a hand on your face, just very concerned eyes. I'm okay. Gives you a tight smile and nods. Yes, dear, I know. And your grandfather? You see, that's the thing. I don't know. Is there somewhere that you guys agreed on to go if shit goes upside down? Does he have a, a hidey hole somewhere I can go and check? She nibbles at her lip as she places a hand on her chin, shakes her head a little bit, and she says, Honestly, dear, I wish I could tell you. I'm nothing around here that I'm aware of. He's, um, I spend so much time in the mines now, you know. uh, He could go there. Was he hurt? Was he wounded? No, I, 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 I think I stopped everything, but then he ran off, and I think he was invisible, maybe. He does love his tricks. (laughs) Um... I would think that he would either be coming here or else he might be going to his office in the mines. Silly as that would sound, but you were there, the regulators were there. That would be the safest place, I think. Yeah. You wouldn't have gone just... Fuck. I don't know. Maybe while you're thinking or sweating bullets as you're trying to figure out what to do next, she takes steps towards you and takes both of your hands in hers. And her hands are... You guys are very similar in in physical stature. Maybe she's a little bit shorter than you now because she's like a little older and just a tiny bit more hunched than she used to be, but right. her hands are about the same size and has that old lady grip <laughs> and clenches them. She says, I'm glad you're all right, dear. I'm sorry to worry you. <laughs> I feel like that's all I do nowadays is just worry people. Mm-hmm. I guess that's not new. I think you're selling yourself short, dear. 
Yeah. She shrugs. Pats you on the face again. I'm very proud of you. Thanks. Maybe I could do more things to earn that. What do you mean, dear? I don't know. It's Everything's kind of upside down right now. Is there anything I can do to help you? I don't think so. You say that, and she has a small smile that definitely is tinged with sadness. Unless you have suggestions. I just can't think of anything. <laughs> that makes the <laughs> smile go a little wider, but it's still a little flat, too. And she says, I don't know. I have connections. I could speak with someone in Alaricorp or Novi now. Or Maybe. No me. Um, not to put too fine a point on it. And she leans a little closer. Is it safe to talk here? Her eyes widen just a little bit and she looks around the room as though to, you know, see who might be hiding behind a piece of furniture, like the fridge or something like that. She points at her ear and makes like a cone, points to a tablet. I I can hear you fine. And she leans in and she says, what do you mean? Is it safe? Of course it's safe. People love listening when they shouldn't. I'm as reasonably confident as I can be that, yes, of course it's safe. What, What is it, dear? They tried to shoot Grandfather, it seems, because he's been voting against the city's best interests for quite some time. And I'm a bit baffled, because I don't know why he would be doing that. Why is he doing it? People are so angry, they're going to try again. She purses her lips in a very hard line, does not meet your gaze, and takes a few steps away. Make me a persuade for this. Let's say minus two. Minus two. Okay. Dear, I I truly wish I knew. Obviously, we our family stands to benefit from, you know, policies that affect certain corporate entities mm. in some facets, but your grandfather's always been one for the people and the city itself and doing what's in the best interest of everyone. But he doesn't talk to me the way he used to. Our, our relationship hasn't It hasn't been the same for for quite some time. And as much as I would love to take a look inside of his head, I don't possess that particular affinity. Mm. So it got especially bad a couple of years ago after, um, after that accident in the mines. Oh. He hasn't been quite the same since. He's been drifting over the last several decades, but, you know... He's a good man. I barely see him anymore. He spends most of his time at the mines, just working, working on policy with those Zadars, and... <sighs> well. How is it a secret for anyone that Bolt's related to them? He looks exactly like that fucking... Oh, shit, Zaxby motherfucker. You've met Zaxby, then? Just today. He fucked off when all the shooting started. I think he might have gotten shot. I'm not sure. Mm. Saxby is... He's a bit more hands-on than his brother. But he also doesn't enjoy the public eye in the same way. So he does his best to maintain distance whenever possible. As for why people don't know about the affiliations... Dear, I think they do. It's not exactly a, a trade secret. Then why give him a different name? <laughs> I doubt it's Bolt. That'd be ridiculous. Here's the thing, dear. He's a symbol, yes? 
I guess, but he's not a symbol people seem to like very much. Well, he's not a symbol some people like very Some much. people like. The average person doesn't pay attention to corporate politics. They they watch the television. They, they look at what the monitors and the vids put on for them. They consume the media that's put in front of them. And she pauses to think, Galassi Sitar, while he is a public figure, doesn't go too far out of his way to be seen either. Hmm. So, I'd say there's baseline a 50-50 chance that the average person even knows what they look like. That's fair. And giving him a different name, as silly as it might seem, <laughs> does divorce him from familial ties in some way. It is enough for the average person. You think of the average person, they're not as they're not nearly as intelligent as you believe them to be. I can't Deirdre. believe you were trying to set me up with him at dinner the other week. Oh my god. <laughs> she just waves her hand and laughs a little bit. <sighs> she shrugs a little bit. Yes, I know. Well, not all romance is based on romance, you know. Sometimes it's politics. Mm. Yeah, maybe. She gives you a sad smile. She always kind of figured that's how it was between them, but never had it said in so few words, yes. you know. It doesn't mean it's all bad, do you? It's just priorities, you know. Sometimes you do what you must for the people you love, even if it's not exactly what you want. Could you imagine, though? She shakes her head a little bit. She gives he's it ridiculous. a more sardonic smile, and she says, Yes, well, he's no Zaxby. She just makes a noise <laughs> at the corner of her mouth. She smiles at that, but says, Don't be crude, Deirdre. Well, you, you might get worried if I wasn't a little bit. Wouldn't that be out of character? It would be, but maybe you'd finally be seeing some sense. No, oh, maybe. I guess I should check the mines. Maybe the council chamber. I feel silly because I went right past the spire to get here. Uh. How, um, I, this is a silly question, but how did everything go up until the gunfire started? Uh, Donovan Reno tried to hawk some jolt in the middle of it to the <laughs> camera, but I think better than I thought it would, but that still doesn't mean it went super well. Mm. Have you given any more thought to safer profession, dear? Lord knows your grandfather could use the help in the mines. You know, I've given it quite a bit of thought because I've been getting shot at a lot, but I still think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. I like helping people, and I know I can do that other places, but I can do it pretty directly here when I can take out snipers on roofs that are trying to hurt people. Mm. Why does Bolt need a hoverboard if he can fly? She arches some eyebrows and shrugs idly. I suppose one takes more effort than the other. Yeah, probably. That don't run everywhere. <laughs> Why would you ride a bicycle if you could drive a car? Hmm? Never driven a car myself. She says like a liar. <laughs> she definitely had to drive on the surface once or roll, twice. Roll a persuade. That'll be, uh, yeah, just a straight persuade. It's fine. Eight. An eight. Oh, well, it's not everything that's cracked up to be due. Hmm. Doesn't seem like it. I know you like to be more of a homebody most of the time, because going out sucks. Who would want to, right? You got that big old wall right back there. <laughs> she gestures at the fish. <laughs> but maybe we could go out and see a show sometime. I think that'd be nice. She smiles as she takes a sip from a wine glass and she says, A show? What sort of a show, dear? I don't know. Whatever's playing. I haven't really looked at the schedules. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I would like that, dear. As often as you have time. I know you're busy. Well, you gotta make time, right? 
Yes, I think that's true. But I will take one of these crackers to go. And she picks one off of the plate. I guess I should head out because still don't know where he is. She grabs your wrist as you begin to turn away and she says, Deirdre, I'm... You're a good granddaughter. Oh. I don't think I tell you that enough. And how much we missed you when you were gone. I'm sorry I haven't always been the best grandmother to you. I think... She waffles and tries to start talking a couple times, but nothing really sensible comes out. But that's nice. I know at times I can be difficult, in particular. Maybe that's where I get it from. (laughs) Yes, maybe. (laughs) But I just want you to know that everything your grandfather and I ever did for you was because we love you. And we wanted to help you meet your full potential because you're important, Deirdre. You come from good stock. Mm. I know you can make a difference. I want to. You are. She gives you a squeeze and a smile. She just goes in for a hug. Gives you a a nice hug. Got her old lady claws in your back. (laughs) Gives you a pat. She won't complain about the claws. (laughs) Rubs up and down a little bit. She says, we can't always be there to protect you, but I know you can protect yourself. If there's ever anything you need, you can always ask. I know. And if something occurs to me, I'll let you know. But until then, let's just go see a show. (laughs) Mm-hmm. She smiles and nods. Mm. Roll me a notice, please. Eleven. Okay. As she is pulling away from the hug and you're, you know, turning to make your way out, you see the faintest glimmer of a a tear in her eye before she turns away. Oh, no. She won't say anything. But she gives her a... I feel like it's a genuinely happy smile and a wave before she walks on out the door. And as you're going out the door, I think the last thing you hear from her is her just saying, Be safe, dear. I love you. I'll see you soon. I love you too. And she's fucking booking it to Silas's house, wherever the wherever the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. Where Where is the address? You can make your way to the address that Roth had given you. And it's not terribly far from your grandparents. It's probably the equivalent of like three or four blocks. That's not bad. It's not. But it's also tucked away more. The last home in the row. Silas's row house is far more plain looking than your grandparents' home. This has lighter brickwork that definitely looks like it was made to look more weathered than it actually is. It's relatively nondescript, like it was an example or maybe a model home. No major modifications to the exterior, and the yard itself is very sparse, like a cookie-cutter fancy home. Can you make me a notice? Four? I spaced when I was telling you the difficulty. It's at a minus two, so that will oh, fail unless you'd oh, like to... I would love to bending that. Go for it. Six. You make to walk up the steps of the stoop, and on the very top step in front of the door is a pair of glasses. Oh, no, we can't see without those. (laughs) I would know. That's true. Oh, shit. Okay. She picks them up and teleports inside. The right frame is cracked and missing a piece. Mm. And you're going to teleport inside his house? Okay, roll teleport. How long has it been? Do I have any recouped points? Uh, It's probably been an hour, let's say. Five points back. That's not bad. 
vibe. You're teleporting somewhere that you've never seen. You've never yeah. been inside his house. Teleporting to an unseen location incurs a minus two. Okay, well I'll Benny that and I'll roll again. What were you? What did you have? A five. A five. Okay. Well, and you don't have to Benny it because it's oh, you're not in a combat true. situation. Four. She puts her hand on the doorknob, which is probably metal, and just zaps right through it. Very cool. She shows up holding it on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck. You can have Benny. I like that. Oh, man, that's I'm good. just spoiled with Benny's. Oh, how many Benny's do you have? Four. Oh, fuck. That's too many. <laughs> too many Benny. The inside of Silas's home, it's not as nicely furnished as your grandparents, but the layout is much the same. There's furniture for sitting, there's a kitchen, there's like a living room. There are stairs leading up to a second floor where presumably he might have a bedroom or something like that. There's nothing super out of the ordinary at first glance. Everything is where you might expect it to. There's no signs of a struggle. There's not like a thick layer of dust or anything. It looks lived in. It doesn't look... Like, there's a lot of personal effects. There's no pictures. It's just stuff. Gotcha. What would you like to do? She just calls his name, just hollers for him. There's no response. All right, she starts tearing through the house, looking looking in every room. Okay. Are you going through things, or are you just going from room, room to, to room, room to looking see for if Silas? He is here. Okay. Yeah, you poke your head in the living room. Nobody, nothing, nothing on the couch, nothing in the chairs. Kitchen's empty. The side room's empty. Bathroom's empty. You go up the stairs, maybe one or two other random rooms are empty, and then the last room is probably his bedroom. And you try the door handle, and it's locked. Silas? No response. Fuck the lock. Is there a doorknob anymore? (laughs) (laughs) You can take the doorknob off, that's fine. He's going to put wooden knobs on all these. Fuck yeah. To be fair, if you're going to put a metal thingy on your head... And he's gonna be like, I'm gonna make my doorknob wooden to balance this out. You take the doorknob off and you push the door open. Mm-hmm. It is entirely dark in here with just a little bit of light filtering in from the hallway. There's no response or anything. Is there a, a light I can flick on? Yeah, you flick on the light. There is a bed in one corner, and the rest of this room, every square inch of wall space is plastered with either news clippings, personal drawings, or just smeared with paint and images that he's drawn. A lot of them are eyes, just colored eyes, multicolored eyes, predominantly purple and orange, but there are some red ones here and there. She's walking in there and just looking at all this and she's like, oh, this is a crazy person room. This is a crazy person room. It definitely looks like a crazy person room. I think she says that out loud to herself (laughs) as she's walking around. Oh, All right, fuck. let me let me think about this. There are also pictures, pictures of people that are hung up. There's a conspiracy theory style wall with a bunch of pictures and like yarn string tied between stuff, mm-hmm. just random notes, questions written on the wall, stuff like that. Most of it to you, I think, is just incomprehensible. It makes no sense. There are no real common threads. The stuff about the eyes looks at least familiar to you because you've seen some of these things yourself. Right. I think one of the things that definitely catches your eye is there is a picture of Jack Stavith hung up on the wall as well and scrawled either on paper or onto the wall itself are just questions, words, alive, dead, why, where, who, a lot of, you know, basic leading questions. There's a picture of you up on the wall. Hmm. Unsurprising. With 
purple marks on the wall next to it. There's a picture of Suzette Olivier on the wall with purple marks. It is immediately apparent to Athena who this is based on context. There Fair. Is, it looks like Benicia, if Benicia had longer hair and a couple more years on her. As opposed to like a bored expression, she has a more severe expression. She has lines under her eyes, but she has the same basic facial structure, the same skin tone, the same hair color. Well, not the same hair color now because... She has the same hair color that she always did, right. and Benicia's is now white. white. Yeah. Just in looking at the wall, everything is arranged in such a way that it looks like there should be something in the center. Things are pulling into the center, and there's just empty space. And it's hard to tell if maybe there used to be something there, like there was another picture, mm. or if it was never put there in the first place. But it has purple marks. He put some purple paint on the wall right in the middle there. And it just says, remember. That word is written dozens of times around the room. Everywhere there's filler space on the wall where there's nothing written, there is scrawled, remember, and it's in purple. Oh, man. I think the longer she spends in this room, the it's like her stomach dropped through the fucking floor. And she's a little twitchy, I think. Mm -hmm. And she tries to take in as much as she possibly can because now she's pretty sure he's just been kidnapped. Other pictures that you definitely would have seen up there, Harlan Troya, which has a big red X drawn through it, connecting it to question marks with red dots next to them. Roth's picture is up there. Roth's picture is clumped together with Rasmus. Is there like a circle drawn on his head where his little dinosaur hat is now? <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of question marks next what? to him. What? Why? In the blank space tangenting... From Harlan Troya, he's written on the wall, Ali Sahir, you know, like A-H-L-I-S-A-H-I-R, in the red. There's another question mark that just says Thalassica. Underneath Thalassica, it says based in city, and it's underlined. Up on the wall, you also see Silas has posted a picture of himself with lines drawn between the purple eyes and the orange eyes. A lot of question marks sort of scribbled there. And another line drawn between him and Jex and him and Zadal. Hmm. He put Zadal's picture up there as well and just wrote familiar. Huh. As you put your hand on the door and you're about to make your way back out of the room, something catches your eye. In the corner of your vision, there's a desk and there's a drawer that's open and something hmm. poking out of it that oh, just she's look. looks a little red. Oh, a little red. Yeah. Yeah, she pulls that out. You pull open this drawer and inside you find this red velvet cloth and as you pull it out you realize that you've seen this before oh my god is he one of the people that dropped joel it certainly looks like one of those robes oh my god she's gonna oh she needs to so angry <laughs> she she takes it she it jams it somewhere I don't, she is not carrying a satchel. Grabs a garbage bag to put it in from downstairs. While you're angrily doing this and you're about to make your way back is out. Is Joel on this wall? Joel anywhere? is on the wall. You do see Joel Fuck. on the wall. Um, Joel has a line drawn between him and Jex. It has a bunch of question marks written around it as well, and it just says alive. But he's definitely dead because she saw that and that's why she ran away. Joel is also connected to your picture as well mm. with just more question marks. She walks over to the wall 
rubs her thumb over alive and looks between him and Jex and the robe and then she just runs. I don't think she even puts the door back where it should be. Sure. Hucks the doorknob over her shoulder. And she fucking leaves. As you exit onto the stoop, you still have, you took the glasses with yeah. you? Okay. As you exit onto the stoop, from the inside of his apartment to the exterior, you notice something that you didn't on the way in, which is there's a clamminess to the air, a condensation just in the general area that is not normal for the bubble. It's usually very, very climate controlled, but there's just moisture. You know what makes moisture? Some mist. Can she follow that vibe? Yeah. I think that'll probably be notice as opposed to survival because you're just looking for like the feel of stuff. So let's say a notice at minus four. Have a Benny. Have another. Minus four. Yeah. Okay. That's a seven with the minus four. It's kind of like a sphere of effect. Like you feel the condensation and you can see it. You can see the moisture around and you wander a little bit further away from his apartment and you can tell where it starts to taper off. So you go back and forth a little bit, just gradually narrowing down where it's leading to. You are able to isolate the condensation to one alleyway at the end of his block. And if you go down that alleyway, you find that there are a number of trash receptacles just stored there for for holding stuff. Mm -hmm. But one of the trash receptacle slots is empty and missing the container. Oh, jeez. She dumped him in a dumpster and wheeled him off? Can she smell garbage on the air? Oh, yeah. To find him. Oh, uh, let's <laughs> If see. everything smells really good by default here, maybe it'd be easier to smell a garbage loft. I, I don't, I'm going to say that you're not going to be able to track him by Fine. smell, no. <laughs> if you have other ideas, you can, of course, follow those up. Are they, like, on wheels? Yeah. Can she look for tread marks? I think this is going to fall under survival for tracking as well, and uh, it's going to be very similar to topside, where it's, like, the, the ground isn't dirt. And the bubble, because it is more affluent and nice, is cleaned pretty rigorously. So there's not like a layer of dust or anything. But you could try your hand at uh, trying to find like a skid mark or something like that. Untrained though. Yeah. Minus two. One Benny. Fuck, have my last Benny. Take it. I need to find this fucker. There's a lot tied up in this. She's very angry. Failed. All of them. You go from where you believe he might have been dumped, but you can't figure out on your own where it might have gone. We get a shot of Athena standing in the middle of this intersection of streets, just turning around, panoramic shot, trying to figure out what direction they might have gone in. I don't know how much she's going to get done unless there's like, I doubt they just take him to the dumpster processing plant, wherever the fuck that is. Okay, she's got to, she got to cheese it back to the spire. This is important. Okay. She's got to go. I don't think she maintains any kind of decorum. She's just flat sprinting out of the bubble. While you are running back to the exit of the bubble, it's just going to be a straight up notice, I think. Straight up notice? Yeah. 
four. Four is enough. Okay. That was a close one. (laughs) You are running down a street and you can feel your headband begin to warm up again and your attention is drawn to one of the side streets that you are passing by. And she peels down it. She doesn't even give it a second thought. (laughs) 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 Destiny waits. She already had her, what, refusal to the call of action. That was last season. (laughs) At the end of the first episode. I love action. (laughs) I love action. I love being called. And as you turn down this alley, the heat gets hotter and hotter, and you can hear someone crying. Crying? Mm -hmm. Around a corner. Sounds like a man. She peeks. She peeks around. That's your grandfather. Fuck. He's, he's sitting in a heap, slumped against the wall, head in his hands, and sobbing to himself. Oh, jeez. That's not a great way to see your grandpa. No, and it's, I, I think it's safe to say you've never, you've never seen him like this before. He is always very put together. He dresses nicely. He carries himself well. And here he is just... Literally sitting in a dirty alleyway on the ground in tears and doesn't seem to have noticed you approach. She very tentatively, after huffing and puffing, says, Knock, knock, grandfather. Uh, if, if he could jump out of his skin, he probably would, but looks up wild-eyed, sees you, immediately shoves himself to his feet, brushes himself once or twice before turning away from you so maybe you don't see him crying as much and he says oh she definitely saw him crying she just goes over and gives him a big uh, like a comfort hug uh, you you hug him and he does not return it at first mm-hmm. and is still sniffling um, and then I think after a few seconds at least puts his arms up to pat you a little bit to like receive the hug you know Deirdre mm-hmm. uh, how did you f- follow me? Uh, I was looking down here, and I found you. How can you see me? I, well... Mm. He looks at your headband and shrugs to himself a little bit and says, Oh, I'm... It gets warm when there's stuff going on, so I, you know, checked it out. Because I was going to run off to the mines to try and find you, because you weren't, you weren't at home. Yes. I'm glad I found you, because I was looking for you, because I was really worried about you. Uh, I'm 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 fine. Yes, I'm unharmed. Thank you. That's good. Quick question. What the fuck? He blinks at you reproachfully, take you know, <laughs> taken aback because I don't know that you've ever spoken to him. Like I don't that before. think so. This is Deirdre. Sorry, I know language. It's been kind of a stressful morning. It's not even ten. Purses his lips and sniffs, and he says, "Yes, you should." Stay away from me, it seems. Why? Everything I touch turns to ruin. It seems like uh, as good a reason as any to keep your distance. Okay, that's dumb. And I'm gonna stay right here. Purses his lips and shakes his head a little bit, but doesn't argue. What do you want, Deirdre? You safe, most mostly. Holds his hands out to the side. It seems to me that people are trying very hard to kill you because you've been voting real weird. And she makes a very pinched, very hard face at him. I'm just trying to understand. Why? His expression goes from 
also pinched frustration to deflated. And he says, after a long pause, Do you trust me, Deirdre? Yes. Do you believe that I would do such a thing if it wasn't what must be done for the sake of us all? That's the bit that's baffling me. I don't see how it is. Are you being blackmailed? Do the Zadars have their little claws in your shoulders? She's thinking about her grandmother <laughs> earlier. He just says, I cannot speak about this, Deidre. Can't or won't. He looks tired again. You've got a very capable granddaughter who wants to help. That gets a maybe a very wistful smile from him. You turned away from that path years ago, Deirdre, just as your father did, just as your aunt did. You wanted to be a regulator. He puts a hand out on your cheek, just brushing your face a little bit, and then runs his finger over the scar tissue. Mm. Look at what's happened to you. Oh, I didn't get these being a regulator. (laughs) Purses his lips again and says, Things you went through on the surface. I'm sorry. It's done. It is, but being held captive, feeling powerless, you know better than most what that feels like. Yeah. So... Who's holding you captive? I've got a couple guesses, but I've been wrong so consistently about stuff lately. Sometimes getting it spelled out is handy. This is going to be a persuade at minus four. That sounds right. Mmm, couldn't have been worse. Well, it could have been. Could have been a crit fail, but it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) He just has that same tired expression on his face and shakes his head. It isn't me. Deirdre, not specifically. It's it's all of us. I, I can't speak about this. Please understand. I can't speak to you about this. Is it because if somebody finds out, it's going to be bad? It could be. It is not worth the risk. Well, I can talk in nebulous questions. Bad for you and me, or bad for sweeps or hand, like in a general up and above gesture. He holds his hands out to both of his sides, open-palmed, and looks around. Everything. Is it something with the mines? You say that, a little bit of color drains from his face, and he looks a couple years older in that moment. Please don't push this. I have to. He says, have you not suffered enough? Has your family not suffered enough? If I can do a little more personal suffering to help out other people, I'm willing to do that. Are there eyes down there? And if I could look at him with empathy, that would be super. Sure. Because she's uh, wanting to verify a thing now that she knows a little better. Eight. Eight's a success with a raise, so you get plus two to any social stuff you do moving forward. Just remember you have that. He has a a very sad smile when you say that, and then you ask him about the eyes, and he just blinks at you, and he says, Eyes? What eyes? Oh, good. And then um, you're looking at his aura. It's it's a mess right now, man. Um, (laughs) So many raging emotions, most of them angry, frustrated, 
hopeless, depressed, swirling all through him, but the hue on the edge of everything is that same pink-purple that you saw before, brimming on the edge, bright. Is it a similar pink-purple to what she's been seeing lately? Like to Athena? Yes. It's, it's definitely not the same. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I, you could maybe interpret it as adjacent, but you you really don't know. It's not the same as looking at the aura of like Harlan Troya or the Nakir that you interrogated or anything like that. I don't think she's seen anybody else with purple in their brain when she's looked. Sure. Yet. I don't think you empathied Nima, did you? No. Yeah. Missed that. Who will? He says, eyes. What do you? What do you mean, eyes? Oh, they're just cropping up everywhere. I thought there might be some down there too. What do you mean, like those fanatics in the streets? Yeah. No, we haven't had anything quite like that. Okay, that's good. Did something um when there was that accident? Was it an accident? She says that and runs out of breath towards the end, looks at him with her mouth still open, not taking a not taking any more in. Another persuade at minus four. Mm-hmm. Technically a minus two. Oh yeah. There you go. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a tw- 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 20... Wait, 2021. Shh, fuck, man, okay. 21 persuasion. Whew. All right, you ask him that, and the color still drained from his face. I don't know, something crumples in his expression, and he just looks like he's about to break down in tears again and looks at the ground, heaves a long, shaking sob of a sigh, puts a hand over his face, does not respond at first. Athena takes that as a response even she gets really dizzy and falls into the wall yeah. a little bit her, her garbage bag crumpling against it making a garbage bag noise Yeah, choked with anguish eventually he heaves in a ragged breath and just says I've been threatened before there's nothing I was unused to they started to get more forceful, make bigger threats. I didn't believe them. I didn't believe they could do it, but they said they could, and they did. And all those, all those lies, they were my fault. And they could do it again, next time. Be so much worse. Athena blacks out. Oh, jeez. Like so, co- collapse blackout. I think, I think she falls down. I think she, she hasn't had adequate time or resources to cope with the fact that two of her grandparents died in her absence, and she never got to see them again. And it's been three weeks since she found out. Yeah. And like she grew up in the same house. Like they all lived together. Yeah. She hasn't talked about that to anybody because it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think he'll catch you as you're blacking out, and then. We just get a shot of him collapsing to his knees and you collapsed across him as he's holding you, just weeping again. It's like like an artillery shell cracked into the wall behind her. He just says, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Ditch. I failed everyone. And I keep failing them, but I... If I give in, 
He just lets it hang and trail off. She blinks a lot, and she's not really looking at anything until she grabs his fancy little shoulder cloak and just looks right up at him. It says, who? He purses his lips and he says, glasses at all. He's at the top of it all. I don't know who did it. Doesn't hardly matter. He's the one calling the shots. And as long as he can threaten us in this way, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing anyone can do. Well, then he's dead already. He just doesn't know it yet. He grips you a little tighter and he says, Don't try, Tandra. Don't try. This Why is not? A, this is a fight we cannot win. Why? And he pulls you up in front and he shakes you a little bit. Like he jostles mm-hmm. you and shakes you. She blinks a couple more times and looks a little more focused. And he says, Because they could kill us all. Do you understand? They could kill all of us. A whole way of life gone. Wake up. Stop being a child. He grips you just as suddenly and pulls you into a hug again. She's a lot stiffer now. I don't know that she returns it. You know how when you're super upset and you're trying to keep your breathing steady and you just go in and then you hold it and then back out very measured? That's all she's doing. Sure. But I think there's some static crackling around the the walls a little bit and... He feels that and his grip you in place, not hugging anymore, and he just is breathing against you and he says, Deirdre, if they find out, anyone else knows they were responsible for the collapse. That's all they need. They don't need me alive. They could just as soon kill me and have me replaced. It's easier for them this way. And I can help make sure that no one else gets hurt along the way. Isn't that better? I won't tell anyone. I appreciate you telling me. She's just looking at this same fucking brick in the wall. Grandmother misses you. Thought you should know. She wouldn't tell you herself, probably. His breathing is returning to a more neutral state as well, and he just nods. Thank you. I... I miss her too. But the duties of office are unforgiving. Better me than someone else. Stay away from the mines, Deirdre. I mean it. Your mother's suffered enough. Do you think I'm gonna go and if I step inside, it's all gonna blow? There's a another pause, and he just says, "Yes." Good. I guess I will. It's good. I'm not a siphon, then, isn't it? If you would have been there. Might have died. I've already had to. Trails off again. Are these threats just to secure your votes? What? Are the threats on the mines, or are they? Do they want you to do something bigger? Are they just to get your votes going the right way? That's what it is right now. Yes. Deirdre. We're just gonna try and take the. Gonna try and take the whole city. Is that it? I think. Ultimately, yes, they want influence. They want what we have. But they need us, still. Why do they need us if they could just blow us up and start from scratch? Because we are the ones with the Cory, Deirdre. We have the siphons. It is our art. It is our, our energy. 
and he pulls you up a little bit and he says, In the last attack, they damaged the main crystal. Oh, God. Did it heal? No? He's looking at you wide-eyed and just shakes his head little by little. How did they get in? Another wash of anguish over his face. I don't know. Someone would have had to let them in, or else they'd slip past all of us. I don't know, Deirdre, and I can't investigate, because they'll know. Probably smart for me to stay away from the mines, because I'm not the most subtle lady. Yes, stay away. Stay far away. Maybe there are better ways we can think about fixing this, because they blow up the crystal, or they blow up our way of life. Either way, we're dead. Right? As long as we're useful, as long as they need us. It's a gradual slope, but it's all we have right now, Deirdre. They're quite happy to see how you've taken to their golden child. <laughs> in what way? To see you in the news together. See your names next to one another. Solidarity? Yes. Bolt's so dumb. I can't believe he hasn't blown up the whole city already. Just by existing. Simply one more problem for the pile. If people are still working, siphoning as usual, how does nobody know that the main crystal's damaged? Not all damage is immediately visible. One would need to know where to look for it. Part of what I do now is ensure that no one else knows about this. You let me worry about that. Well, I'm not, not gonna worry about it, but... Well, there's nothing you can do about it, so put it out of your mind. Yeah. And when you say, don't come to the mines, what if I'm ordered to go? Is the whole mine gonna blow up the second I step in it? Or are people just gonna be suspicious that I'm there for some reason? I don't know that there's anything rigged to explode the second you step in there, but it would be better for everyone involved if you were nowhere near it. Is that for all regulators? I I think you especially, because you're my flesh and blood. They would expect me to confide in you, so the closer you get, the more suspicious it appears. Regulators are expected to be there at some capacity when it's appropriate, so obviously it's possible, but... My goal is to give them as few reasons to believe treachery as they would see it. I'm sorry you've had to deal with this all alone. Gives you a tight smile. Maybe it was our failure in meeting Olericorp in the first place. Those who came before. The adage about one generation's problems becoming the next generation's. And so on and so forth. Oh, Olericorp's gotta be good for something can't seem to think of a single thing right now. Vuchosa's connections to the surface, but perhaps we've no need of those now. Why is Zaxby in town? Well, he's a bit more mobile than his brother is. Goes where he's needed. Sometimes he's sent to check in on me. I was getting kind of a handler vibe. Darius, it's time to move positions. <laughs> his lips purse rather hard and says glad you find it so amusing. It's not. She's just trying to cope with her situations as sure. they I'll, come. I'll give you a penny for that. Thank for you. being irrepressible. <laughs> Tone deaf. Yes, there you go. Hey, why's your brain purple? 
<laughs> you can have a betting for that. I like that. You say that, and his his face drains of color again, and maybe his breath catches in his throat. He licks his lips, and then he says, Brain purple. What do you mean? Just, you know, I, I get a sense about people through color. Oh, I have no idea. I don't sense people through color like you. Seems like most people don't. Because you've got all this regular stuff like other people, but you got this really fun little purple circle around all of it. And I've never seen that before. He starts to speak two or three times and then stops, and it's just sort of one of those... <laughs> catches himself a few times and then shakes his head and says, I, 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 I don't know, Deidre. I'm gonna incite that. I'm gonna incite the <laughs> shit out of that. Sure, okay. Fuck. I don't know, Deidre. I don't know, Deidre. <laughs> does this have my empathy yeah, bonus? Yeah, this definitely does. So this will be a plus two. It'll just be a straight roll, but you get your plus two. Okay. Seven. I mean, his response is definitely not... Not standard. Not a standard response to the question you've asked. Based on the amount of time it took him to respond and all that, you completely caught him off guard with that. And yeah, that's what she was trying to do. He, he's given you no real substance as far as an answer. But he, he seems to have some inkling as to why that might be. Okay. She leans into his ear and whispers, Maybe my brain's a little purple too these days. She's just going all in. They're having a very real chat right now. That draws another very confused expression out of him, and then his brows knit as his eyes flick back and forth, and he looks back to you and says, This time much harder. What do you mean? What do I mean? What do you mean? What do you mean your brain is purple? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. Well, I can't see the colors. I've, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe see a doctor about it. Yeah, maybe. And he starts to push himself back to his feet. Hmm. Seems like a weird deflection. Brushes himself off, offers a hand to help you stand up. It's hardly an alley for us to collapse in. She takes it and she stands up. She does want to try to make her eyes flash a little purple if she can. She doesn't know how to do that very well yet. An essence roll is probably appropriate. Nine. So are you trying to, like, make your eyes glow, or are you trying to do the shadow mask? Not the shadow mask. Okay. You do that, and he, again, regards you with an expression of deep confusion. I, I don't understand, Deirdre. She just shrugs at him. How did this happen? What does this mean? I killed a lady with, uh, she was trying to break into my head. And I killed her while she was doing that, but whatever was in her, it got sucked into my brain, and now it's just kind of living there. I don't know what it is, but if I'm keeping all these secrets for you, I'd appreciate it if you keep this secret for me. His mouth works a few times without any words, and then he clenches his jaw, and you can see the the muscles in his cheeks work, and he gives you a, a firm nod and says... Uh, yes, of course. Of course, Deirdre. And still still looking at you uh, very confused. Hmm. And says, um... Uh, mm, 
You can't speak to anyone about this. About what we talked about? Or about... And she motions at her eyes, which are probably yellow again. I don't know what that means, but any of it, I think, would be best if we didn't speak to anyone about this. Does anyone else know about your... Um, and he motions in your head area. Very few. I'm gonna keep it that way. I thought maybe you would know more, because I saw that I was just got my hopes up that I might know what's going on finally. Like he clenches his jaw again and says, who, who else knows about this, Deirdre? This is important. Silas. But I'll tell you what, I don't know where the fuck he is. That's the only name you give him? Yeah. Okay. And she pulls out Silas's glasses. Do you know where they take dumpsters down here? <laughs> <laughs> you have Betty for that. I like that. You pull out the glasses and he stares at them in confusion for a second and then his face goes slack and he points a finger and he says, Those are, those are Silas. Found him on his doorstep. He tried to come over to my house last night because... I told him he could if he didn't feel safe and I wasn't there and he couldn't come in and I found these on his doorstep uh, she looks at her fake watch she doesn't actually have I don't know half an hour ago maybe I think he got kidnapped which is baffling that someone could get the drop on him but he puts a hand up to his head looking older and more tired than you've ever seen him before what more could go wrong? And then, uh... A lot more could have gone wrong. And he pats himself and then unexpectedly steps forward and hugs you very tight. And he says, Thank you for saving me, Deirdre. Yeah. Of course. Hugs you tighter. And she, she does hug him because she's very much less angry and just confused and... Silas is the only one who knows about this. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. It is a lie. Okay, go ahead and, uh... This is, this is gonna be a contested. I got a five. But I think I'm gonna maybe Benny it. I don't know. It's up to you. I'm not looking at your dice. I know, worry. I have my hand over them. And I will reveal them after you're done rolling. I'm gonna try one. One Benny's worth. Hope it's a good one. That's worse. Maybe I try again. Man, a lot of Benny's fly in this session. That's That's the idea. Eleven. Threes. Success of the raise. And he nods to you and says, Good. Good. Um. Are you sure you don't know anything? Because you seem pretty squirrely. Which isn't generally an adjective I would give to you. (laughs) He huffs a small laugh, straightens up a little bit, and just says very decisively, There's nothing more I can say. I don't know what you've gotten yourself into, Deirdre. Mm. That's fair. I'll tell you what, I can lift a lot more metal than I used to be able to. Why does it matter who knows if you don't have a clue what it is either? When you ask him that, he gets a confused furrow of his eyebrows and he takes a breath to respond and then blinks and looks off to one side in a manner very reminiscent of how Rasmus looked when you were speaking with her. Hmm. If I didn't see any sort of Ripley's on him, 
not had empathy yet? Not, not that you saw. Nope. Make me a smarts roll. I'm going to let you make a smarts roll to see if you can remember something. I do love being able to remember things. But my dice sure don't. You remember how you just gave me that, Benny? Mm -hmm. Perhaps I use it. Okay. There. 17. You remember being told by someone recently that the mind operates in strange ways and that sometimes time has an effect on these changes in the way that they fit into a person's mind and what might be detectable and what might not be detectable. Silas did a lot of talking about subtle hands and then looking at his own fingers like a dipshit at one point. Maybe this is from a subtle hand as well. Who can say? Not Athena. Yet. So Darius stares off into space for a moment and then blinks and looks back to you and he says, I'm, I'm sorry, dear. What did you what did you ask me? Um, I was saying I needed something to tell Roth. Oh, yes, of course. Because he's uh, wanting me to sniff around, you know, you find out why you've been voting in the way you have. So if you have something innocuous, I can tell him that's not the truth. That might give us more time, because I don't want him busting into the mines either. Tell him, tell him it's ideological, that it's about the people, and that everyone deserves the same chance at happiness, something like that. Uh, and yeah. now, now these people are down here in our city, and they're citizens, and they deserve that chance too. I don't, he'll, he won't like that, but it'll, it will. Give you a reason to think about it longer, maybe. I hope it works. He smiles at you when you say that and he just says, Stay away from the mines, dear. I will. Unless, you know, I'm told to go there by Roth or someone. Can't really say no. You say Roth's name and uh, Darius, his expression returns to reserved neutrality. Yes, the... Arbiter is on a bit of a warpath. How so? He just gestures at himself. He's no happier with me than you are, I think. Less so. Or less so. I can't speak with him for the same reasons I can't speak with anyone. I understand. Sometimes you just can't talk to people about stuff. Yeah, that, that just sends another expression of agony through him, and he hugs you, and he says... I know. Roth can't know about this. He won't. Roth is, um, taking his own steps, I think. He taps the back of his head, where you know Roth had his recent augmentation installed. She taps her circlet and says, I can't think it's unwise. No, but it makes, makes it far more difficult for me. If he wants to push something, I have less recourse now. I mean, he just wants to protect the city too, right? He's the Arbiter. He's been the Arbiter forever. How old is this fucker, anyway? Older than most. Perhaps older than all. Roth is a patriot. First and foremost, he believes in our city. He believes in the people of the city. And anything that doesn't fit into that grand scheme, he would be rid of me if he could, I'm sure. And I can scarce 
explain the situation to him and have him come across with a leveled response that wouldn't tip off Alaricorp instantly. Have you ever heard the name Thalassica before? He blinks at you. No, I don't believe so. Hmm. You might want to keep that one to yourself, too. Pretty well. Who's... Who's Thalassica? Um... I don't know. They don't. They, um... They helped me come back to the city. Kind of instrumental in that. But now I'm sort of on the hook to do some stuff. I don't know what it's going to be or when. <sighs> but I think they're on our side. Because why would they want me back in the city otherwise? Well, if they brought you back to us, then that deserves some thanks at the very least. I think so. But um, obligations are tricky things, aren't they? She's having a very honest conversation with her grandfather. Sure. <laughs> but thats I think that's kind of quid pro quo with sure. what he kind of told her. You've definitely gotten the feeling that this is not the whole story for oh. you either. Oh, yeah. Um, you, were, you were asking me about uh, trash. I was asking you about trash. I think they wheeled him away in a dumpster. Oh, dear. And he swallows. Um, well, it's generally funneled down to one of the major receptacles, which is then fed up to one of the processing plants on the waterfront. On the waterfront, huh? I believe so. That checks out. Okay. Well, let's get you home. I'll, I'll be fine, dear. I don't know what to do. Oh, what a situation. <laughs> she says, looking up at a awesome steam look, drifting out of a pipe. Maybe there's someone at the spire who can help. With what? She wiggles the glasses again that are still in her hand. Maybe somebody can read these. Oh, yes. Can you read objects? Can you do that? I've never, I, I don't know. I've never asked. He looks a little flustered, and he just says, um, No, that's not a, a gift I am privy to. Oh, I'm, I just... You never know till you ask. Of course. Well, I'm off then, back into this weird day. Mm. He gives you one more hug. It's a big one this time. Yeah. She just... She's exhausted. He's holding you by your biceps again as you're in front of him after the hug, and he says, Now, Deirdre, I mean it. If you if you care about your family and everything they've suffered through, everything that's been sacrificed up to this point, keep this under wraps. You cannot tell anyone. I won't tell a single soul. And he squeezes you a little bit tighter, and he says, Stay away from the mines. Promise me. You know, the third time you said it really hit at home. And he has kind of a manic look in his eyes. I think she... I don't think she's really... They're not really touchy folks. But I think she holds his face like the cheeks. Do you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. they're almost the same height. And she just looks at him very squarely and says, I won't go to the mines. She picks a wrapper off of his coat from when he was on the ground. <laughs> he looks at that absentmindedly and then shakes his head like, No time for that. To, to himself, not <laughs> you, just like, yeah, good. 
Well, I should, um, I suppose I should go and say hello to your godmother. She'd like that. She deserves so much better. So much more. Mm. With that, he gives you one last squeeze and lets go and then makes to turn and head back towards his house. She just says, I love you. Be safe. And he turns back to you and smiles and says, I love you too, Deirdre. As your grandfather is about to walk back out of the alley and out of sight, you get a brief flutter or pang from deep inside from the purple presence that has not been very active lately. An abundant question or curiosity? I'm not crazy, right? That's familiar. That's something, right? All you get is that same vague feeling of curiosity directly tied to your grandfather. Hmm. She'll think about that yeah. later. And then it fades away again. She just frowns. <laughs> <laughs> we get an overhead shot of Athena standing forlornly in the alleyway by herself as the camera pulls back and then through the wall of the bubble into the dark waters beyond. Hoo-wee, Pickle. Hoo-wee. Oh, what an episode. Glad it did for you. <laughs> Did it do for you? It did for me. It did for you? Okay. Oh, man. How do you guys... Hey, we have pop filters now. Yeah, does it for sound better? I hope so. It it should be cutting down on our plosives. And a plosive is the <laughs> p or p sound whenever we say a word that has p or p. That is accurate. But thank you to our Patreon subscribers. I suppose I could just say thanks to our patrons, we could afford this specialty equipment. Yes. Thanks, guys. But thank thanks you. specifically to one patron. Michael. We usually do this a little later, but it seemed appropriate to do it now. Thank you, thanks, Michael. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for these sweet new pop filters. Yeah. I hope they uh, treat your ears nice when you're listening. There's a lot more of that that got cut out that you guys don't hear. Yeah. Uh, if anyone else wants to help donate uh, towards our future audio uh, equipment upgrades. Hate my voice? Want to make it better? <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. We're going to start sending out rewards again soon. We are. Like Allie mentioned last week, we heard from the manufacturers. Uh, mm -hmm. The plants are back up in operation or They're will trying. be very shortly. They're getting there. Uh, so we're going to get the parts that we use to make our buttons. True. But yeah, so we're going to have button parts soon, and mm -hmm. we use that to make super cool bennies that don't have the button backs, if that's uh, what you would prefer. That's true. Buttons or bennies, whatever you want. Bam. Music this week, it's Crockett and Wave Shaper, as usual. Last week, Wave Shaper dropped an EP called Disc Hunter. I already got it. It's very good. I highly recommend it. I really like the track CRT Days. It's really good. I haven't gotten a chance to listen yet. Just came out yesterday. I'll probably listen tonight. There. Why not? Maybe I'll put some on this episode. Who knows? Who knows? That'd be exciting. Would be pretty exciting. Fresh music. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, but Crockett, as always, is at crockett.bandcamp.com and on Twitter at crockett80s. Waveshaper is at waveshaper1.bandcamp.com and at waveshaper underscore SWE on Twitter. Thank you guys, as always, for the wonderful music that we're able to feature on the show. Helps make the difference. Thank you. So it's, it sets the mood. It's real good. Mm. Ugh. 
Mm. Thank you, guys. Oh, tasty. <laughs> that tasty mood. You just hungry? Oh, my God. It's so tasty. Yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm famished. Well, we used to play this super fun game. Who do we have to thank for that? Oh, gosh. For the, the game system. The games, Savage Worlds. The game system? Yeah, Savage Worlds. The, oh, the system, Savage Worlds. The system we used to play this game, that system, Savage I'm, Worlds. I'm going to look at the... The Sharpie I've written on my hand, it's a little smudge. Is it the Pinnacle Entertainment Goop? <laughs> Pinnacle Entertainment Goop. <laughs> no, no. We all know it's the Pinnacle Entertainment Group at peginc.com. Peginc.com. There's those plosives again. Pop filter in action. Peg Inc. Maybe I won't even have to edit them this time. That'd be nice. How much time would that save you? So much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm just really shook by that grandpa conversation. That was a lot happening. Yeah. He's so sad sitting down in the alleyway on trash. That's so sad. Sure. Well, he's, a, he's a sad, broken man in a lot of ways that you've come to realize, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Who knows what else little... he's hiding. <laughs> well, you know, it'll be maybe a little bit less of a bummer. Huh. There's the bonus scene that'll come after this. Yeah. When we record that in a couple days. Yeah, that sounds good. I got nothing left today. Boy, howdy. Me either. Cool. So. Well, I hope that the pace this season has been good. I've been trying to make sure that it picks up and uh, we get through some good content and Athena gets to go where she's going. She always gets where she's going. Well, kind (laughs) of. What other surprises wait in store? Tune in next week to maybe find out a little tiny bit more. See you guys next week. See you guys. So, Athena, you are seated in one of the parks of the bubble with your grandmother Cressida. Am I really? Apparently. Huh. These benches are made from ornate stone that appear to have been shaped either by an expert hand or perhaps a talented essence user. It's quite green down here. It's much quieter than the park's topside just because there's less traffic overall. Lots of dense foliage, bioluminescent vegetation and mushrooms, Mm. and scattered wildlife that was put here to help build up the ecosystem the ecosystem i suppose yeah. i bet it's pretty heavily vetted on what kind of animals they're putting down here yeah the most predominant of which they're called phagophal and they're basically like peacocks with bioluminescent feathers that change colors and ripple in different patterns except they're smaller and they can also fly low to the ground so sort of like hummingbird peacock that's the size of a chicken. That's pretty cute. I like that. So they kind of flit around low to the ground. They fly around here, so maybe you and Cressida have gathered in the park. What do you think you would be feeding them? Would you bring a loaf of bread or something? No, bread's bad for birds. I know, but it doesn't <laughs> stop people from doing it. Athena is a lover of animals. She would know it's bad for them. Maybe she brings some old salad that wilted because... Javi and her don't touch it. Nice. Yes, some sad-looking Celtus. Maybe some tiny chopped carrots. Cressida takes a leaf and throws it to one that's nearby. It turns its nose up at the wilted leaf. Oh. These are fancy birds. They're used to fancier greens. I suppose. Athena makes a pinched face at this (laughs) stuck-up bird. Don't let that one get you down. Try another. She frisbees a lettuce as far as it'll go. It's got some good hang time, and then two or three of them catch it and tear it into a few pieces out of the air. See, that's what I'm talking about. This one's far too fancy. It's gonna get. It's just gonna. It's not gonna eat anything. It's just gonna waste away. This one, it appears, social status is not a man-made institution after all. <laughs> Maybe. She smiles. 
she always dresses in nice clothing, but this is clearly more leisure. You know, she's not doing it to be seen, so maybe it's more like a muted pantsuit. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, yeah. I think it probably has a very high waist. Yeah. But it's very, very fashionable, very crisp. Istia, do you remember Dixon Blakesley? Blakesley? Ah, the name rings a bell, but I can't quite... Are you that mm, little rodent of a boy? You were in um, school with him. He was training to be a siphon. Little pudgy face. Do you have a cowlick? Yes, that's it. That's Blakesley. What's up with him? He's been doing quite well for himself as a siphon. Oh. As status grows and one acquires resources and funds and needs things to dispense them upon, they branch out into... Fineries? Fineries and different hobbies, depending on who you are. Um... Dixon fancies himself a bit of a, a mechanic, a street racer, so what? My, what I've heard is that he dumped all of his money into one of those hover cycles that you and your friend are so fond of, but never bothered to learn how to fly it properly, Ooh. and wouldn't you know it that he crashed it on his first tour out? That sounds right. You know, he never struck me as a kid who uh, <laughs> gave things too much forethought. Did he ever do anything like that when you were in class with him? You know, there was one time when he was trying to sneak some animals into the school to leave them out as a prank, but then he didn't think that having baby Dombas in an elevator with him was going to be a great idea, and he just got stuck. Just riding the elevator? Yep. Well, how else are you going to get a Domba in? They can't go upstairs. No, I understand. Uh, did it weigh too much? Was it, were they trapped in the elevator? I think it, it hit the weight capacity and it just wouldn't move, so oh, they caught him very quickly. And this is the type of person that we allow overseeing our dangerous resources, is it? Well, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound like it's a good an idea. <laughs> mm. She rolls her eyes and pats you on the arm and says, Well, yes, they're clearly missing someone of your caliber now. You know, I can't think that they are just because, man, my link shorts out real bad sometimes. That's not good for a siphon. Uh, maybe she just waves her hand dismissively. Mm. It's probably a conversation you've had before. <laughs> yeah. She said, well, if you're not interested in Bolt, then um, there's a number of other eligible bachelors and... Oh, my. Bachelorettes, depending on... Depending. I think she gives her a sly little wink, like, well, maybe I'm good for now. I just got back, you know. Hmm. Romance is uh, whew, not exactly a battleground I'm comfortable on currently. It seems that very few are, apparently. What do you mean? You know, the usual scandals. What kind of scandals? Oh, the Blackburns had um, they had a standing agreement for their son Blaine to marry Audrey Mortcombe. Things were apparently going quite swimmingly, and then it turned out that um, they had both been scamming the parents to foot the arrangement so they could uh, <laughs> obtain funds to reach the surface and start a new life, perhaps independently of one another. So I, I can assume it, it did not go the way they hoped. Yes, I believe it fell apart after they were both found independently with other persons of interest. Yet some people swing that way. Um, who am I to judge? I don't know. No, you misunderstand. They were simply cheating on one another. Weren't their parents kind of crap? Who's, dear? Both. Well, yes, they're all crap. Mm -hmm. That's the point of this. That's why gossip is delicious, because everyone's foolish. Well, perhaps marriage isn't all it's cracked up to be after what happened to Constance Hillingham. Uh, Constance? She commissioned 
an extraordinary dress from one of the finest makers in the city. Her fiancé was doting on her, hand in foot, wanted to have the perfect wedding, you know, very much on appearances. Mm. Um, and she kept going back and having alterations made to the dress. Wouldn't you know it? It came out that she fancied the dressmaker. Oh, see, that's romantic. Well, yes, sort of, but Except she was not. also to be wed. I forgot about that. that part. Best to find out beforehand, but yes, it uh, caused quite a scandal. Oh, that's so juicy. It didn't even last a month or two. The dressmaker or the marriage? Well, the marriage never happened because right. of what we just talked right, about. Right, right, right. But I think they didn't work out because of the dressmaker. You see, it's um, sort of poisoning the well, you know, after your prime customer base finds mm. out that you're... Well, in my very brief time in Olera, I walked by a lot of different fancy dress shops, so if they have to cheese it, I'm sure they can find some work up top. Oh, they're doing quite well, don't we? Oh, well, good, I guess. <laughs> for them, I suppose. <laughs> and for us, for giving us something to speak about. Oh, yes. She flicks some carrots over to these little beige birds. And they chirp, and uh, what kind of chirp do you think they have? What bird? <laughs> they're turkeys. Got gobblers. <laughs> Maybe they just sound like turkeys, like they're a very refined-looking bird, but then they just make a goofy noise. Mm. Listen to them go. It sounds like they're yodeling. <laughs> Did you hear Priscilla Marple? They had to ask her to leave Peak, you know, the restaurant, because her perfume was too pungent. I guess that is a concern in the bubble, isn't it? It can be, yes. <laughs> I was only a few tables away when they asked, or when they had to speak with her, and the sen- manager came out and everything. Well, he's quite the diplomat. You know, he phrased it in such a way. What did he say? Oh, Miss um, Priscilla, I insist we move you to a private room <laughs> because your elegance is too much for the common folk to, you know, and he's very talented in verbal fencing. And of course, she's so airheaded, she didn't even know. Of course, why wouldn't she want to go to a private room? Mm-hmm. Yes, well, I'm, a, I'm also afraid that he's dug himself quite a hole, because when she invariably Comes returns again, she's going to want it. I mean, if her perfume continues to be bad, I think that's a win, right? For whom, dear? The people who don't have to smell her. Well, yes, that's true, but um, I would imagine that if she's being moved to a private room every time she goes there, she's going to stink it up at a certain point. Mm. Can't have that. To scrub the air itself. Maybe. Ridiculous. Are there scent siphons? Um, well, I don't know that they have that particular designation, but I'm sure there is someone who specializes in that sort of climate control. You think, right? Of course. There's another handful of greens in the direction of the birds. Do they start biting? It's uh, attracting more and more as time goes on. <laughs> I imagine that their wings sound just like little tiny helicopters. As you guys are seated here. Priscilla Marple appears on scene. Oh shit, I can smell only her on the feet air. away, yes, and Cressida's nose scrunches up and she says, oh dear, well, <laughs> well, I seem to have a talent for stinky premonitions. <laughs> Maybe we should get out of here. Do you want to go see that show? Yes, that sounds wonderful. All right, let's, let's go, let's and, go. Uh, maybe... Tosses some lettuce in Priscilla's direction. Yeah. <laughs> So all the birds make a blockade. It's actually, yeah, she she waves a hand and is doing the beauty pageant wrist-turning wave to both of you as you toss the greens haphazardly in that direction and all the phasia fell, swarm after it, getting in her way, and she lets out a shriek and stumbles Ooh. back a few. <laughs> oh. Cressida snorts a laugh and hops up to escape with you in the opposite direction.